Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, we are here, everybody. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 5th of July, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yep. We are present and accounted for for this particular show. Hopefully it was a good long weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed the shuffle weekend here on the X. That's what it was all about for us. And hopefully you are ready to go uh, wide awake and ready to attack the shorter week, which I suppose is good. We have on the agenda today some streaming dumbass action. That's going to happen. Uh, Big J will watch a movie for you tonight. Uh, did you watch any movies over the weekend by your own free accord? <laughs> no, I did. I did. I don't think. Uh, no, we we finished up Stranger Things. Uh, on uh, Friday night, and then uh, the wife had to work. Uh, that I spent most of my time just laying in bed. Laying in bed. Poor Big J uh, doesn't feel well. No, well, I is had... it not that they don't feel well or no, it... crushing headaches? Yeah, uh, which out of is nowhere. Something your daughter has, right? Yeah. Well, these I have had these going back for years, um, and then uh, they went away for a long time, and then they came back with the fury over the weekend. I have That's no idea what. Uh, so Big J was laid up over the weekend. You're not going to get a lot of crazy Fourth of July stories out of him this time. Well, I was so bummed, such a bummer, dude. Because uh, did you have plans like do something? Yeah. Well, we went to Big John uh, Arnold. He had a uh, memorial service on Saturday, so we went to that. And then the wife had to work all this weekend, so I had to bust it back home. Mm-hmm. Before I was going to go to the concert on Saturday, and then you know all that day I started to have a headache. But by the time I got home, which was five thirty or so, I mean had to turn would have to turn right around to go to the concert. I was I was shot at that point. And then um, Sunday and Monday, uh, both the headache. Yeah, that'll happen. So uh, sorry, man. But we ruined all my plans. Damn it! Appreciate you powering through. That's for sure. So hopefully uh, the. Assignment of watching a movie isn't too too much, but I know sometimes with headaches you never know. Like nobody wants to be around a bunch of TV. Sometimes that makes things worse for some reason. Uh, but he's gonna power through for that as well. Plus we're gonna go to hell. All sorts of other fun tickets to give away over the course of the show today as well. That's all coming up. Plus we play music on this particular program. We should get started this morning with a band you may have heard of. They are called Tool. Stinkfist kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Some sad news came to the Boise State family over the weekend. A former defensive lineman for the Broncos, Greg Grimes, who played for the team from 2009 to 2012 was shot outside of a club in Sacramento early on Monday morning and passed away. He was involved in what seemed to be a fairly random shooting in downtown Sacramento where four others were injured, and he unfortunately lost his life. His mom released a statement uh, as they're still trying to figure out who put together this particular shooting and why it happened because it appears to be fairly random. 
Uh, she does not think her son was targeted. Coach Andy Avalos of the Broncos released a statement on social media yesterday uh, talking about how he and the entire Boise State football family were saddened to learn about the passing of Greg. Uh, he was there during his senior season and certainly uh, was a valued member of that defensive unit. Police are still going and looking into leads. They have not made any arrests. Uh, and as I said, four others were injured in that particular shooting. So sad uh, state of affairs for the former Broncos family there and current Broncos family because once a Bronco, always a Bronco. Big chance that they say. Yeah. Uh, did you watch any of the 4th of July hot dog eating shoving your face contest? No, I didn't. Uh, Joey I Chestnut had an off day, but... He won for a 15th straight time. He uh, did not come anywhere close to breaking his record of like 76 hot dogs, but he did shove 63 down his throat uh, and still won by 20. Even uh, faced an extra protester battle over the course of the tournament as well as somebody jumped on stage protesting meat is murder and ended up getting, uh, he chokeslammed somebody down basically. Yeah, it was, uh, I did see that and I was like, man, that's a hell of a choke. Yeah, he was not happy that somebody uh, went on stage and tried to bump him out of the way. Uh, Mickey Soto, by the way, won the women's competition. She ate 40 hot dogs after skipping last year because she was pregnant. But now with no baby in that belly, she could put hot dogs in there. The contest returned to its traditional location outside Nathan's flagship shop in Coney Island after being relocated because of the pandemic. But now it was back and it was very hot. Kind of like I said, down year. But eh, there's nowhere anyway close to what Joey Chestnut's put together. Uh, and for those of you that didn't watch the hot dog contest, apparently you were happy going to the movie theater because Minions, The Rise of Gru, all it did was rake in money over the 4th of July weekend, and it broke the record for most money brought in on 4th of July. Any guess what the former record holder was? I mean, I'll tell you right now, it's part of a franchise and not Marvel. Uh, I'm going to go, boy... It happened in 2011. I'll even give you a year. 2011. Yep. Jurassic in, Park? Uh, no. Transformers Dark of the Moon. Ooh. It made $115 million back in 2011. Uh, Minions Rise of Gru made $125 million. Top Gun number two at the box office with 33. Elvis at number three with $23 million. Jurassic Park fourth with just under 20. And then the Black Phone comes in at fifth with a pretty big box office weekend for the holiday. They were very happy about that, I am sure, over there in good old Hollywood. Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Y'all, we need your help, your collective help, in order to make this happen. I am going to list off three movie descriptions. Not going to give you the name of the movie. Not going to give you the uh, uh, the actors or the directors of the movie. You're just going to hear the plot description based on a streaming service that they have prepared for us. And I need you to text into the TDS Fiber t- text line 208-287-1003. Which one of the following movies you would like Big J to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period? Uh, all you have to do is text that in. The movie that gets the most votes is the one that Big J will actually watch. And there is, once again, a running theme throughout all these movies. Let's see if you can pick them out. Are you ready? Yes. Movie number one. When an outsider from humble beginnings finds themselves in the middle of a family with a lot of money and a lot of problems, unbridled ambition begins to unravel the family legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, revenge, and ultimately, murder. Damn. Movie number two. After moving their entire family from one country to another, the, the family starts to struggle to care for their five kids. 
But when a hidden talent begins to show, could it be the answer to their problems or make things much worse? Movie number three. Couple finds themselves with a bunch of money through nefarious means, but tr they try to rationalize their newfound fortune by spending it on good stuff. It does not have the results they intended. So, movie, no. what's the common theme running throughout it, Big J? It seems like there's some special thing that happens. Like uh, a no, not really. Special a little power bit more. I was thinking of family than anything okay. else. Uh, but that's your particular theme that's running through. Uh, movie number one, family problems. Movie number two, talented family problems. Or movie number three, family money problems. These are the ways that you need to go. Text on in which movie you want Big J to watch. By the way, any get I don't want you to say them because you might actually get it right. Any guesses to what these movies could be? No. Okay. No, too early for my brain to work that way. Then uh, then it is entirely up to you, audience. 208-287-1003. Text in which movie you want Big J to watch. We will reveal which movie wins and the names of all the movies. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. It is time for the exciting conclusion for streaming dumbass. I imagine the votes have been tabulated and everything has been done. Do we have a clear and decisive winner, Big J? Yeah, not very exciting, Nick. We have a three-way You're kidding me! No, it, right. it came like this. One, two, and three. Okay. Uh, then, well, because one got the first vote, is that what we go with? Yeah. Or do you break the tie because no, you really no. don't know any of I these. think you should break the tie. But I know the movie. I know! All right, then I am going to have you watch movie number... Mm, oh, man, they're all so good. I'm going to say... I'm really torn between movie number now one and movie number two. I know who to yell at. Uh, I will have you watch movie number one is the movie that you will watch. All right. Uh, and so uh, I was not going to go with movie number three, uh, that was the Family Money Problems movie. Uh, that was the one where the couple finds themselves a bunch of money and then try to spend it on good things, but it doesn't work out. That is a new movie called Jerry and Marge Go Large. <coughs> and it is streaming on Paramount Plus. It stars Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. Okay. Uh, you will not be watching that movie unless you do so on your own time. I almost selected movie number two, as did the audience, but the movie uh, is called Rise. That's on Disney+. Plus. And that is the story of Giannis Atutacampo and his family and the movie that they put together about his life and background. Uh, and I almost wanted you to watch it just because I think it looks good and I think you might like it. But uh, I went with the one that has the possibility of, in my opinion, the biggest swing of it could be good or it could be awful. Great. Uh, and that is a movie you will find on Amazon Prime, Big J. It is called House of Gucci. And it stars Lady Gaga and Jared Leto. That is the movie that you will watch. The scenes that I have seen uh, make me laugh uncontrollably, so I have a real kind of snagging suspicion that this could be one of those movies that's so bad it's fun to watch, but I don't know. Uh, I've also heard that it's a really good movie. I don't know about that either. We'll find out the big J way when he watches it. So if you want to watch House of Gucci and play the home game, you certainly can. It is available on Amazon Prime for you to watch if you are a subscriber. That is free to you. That is the movie Big J will watch tonight and give you a review of right around this time tomorrow. So prepare yourself, Big J. Here's traffic. The House of Gucci. Should during the entire time I watch it, I have a fake accent? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, which was an interesting decision that they all decided to go with, in my opinion. I know, that's the complaint I've heard about the movie. Well, I've also, I mean, like, uh, first of all, the, a lot of the scenes that I have seen are Jared Leto, who, as you know, uh, I believe may have some mental issues, as uh, he immersed himself in this character, but also, like, made him a cartoon, and while he looked like him, doesn't sound or act anything like the guy. And so... Uh, it was just a real interesting take on the character. It was like he was out of a Mario Brothers game or something. So we'll see hey. how Big J feels. <laughs> yeah, or like your New York Italian impression. Uh, we'll see how it goes tonight. If you want to watch it, you can. Big J will give you a review right around this time tomorrow. In the meantime, we find ourselves inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you're a world traveler. I wonder if this would impact you. Uh, Probably. The city of Venice, you are familiar with it, yes? Yeah. In Italy, has announced that beginning in January of next year, they are going to charge every single visitor into the city $10, man, woman, or child. If you do not have a Venice residence, it will cost you $10 ahead to get into the city. Now, that is the first city in the world to have an entrance fee. Uh, it's being implemented because they're trying to come up with a solution for what they're calling over-tourism. And the iconic oh, Italian city has been struggling for decades. Now, keep in mind that some of their streets are crumbling as well because of it. Uh, this is the city that's got a lot of water to begin with, but some of the bridges and stuff are really seeing the damage of people coming by and in such record numbers as well. Uh, especially since the pandemic ended, it's been a crazy amount of results of people trying to make their trek over there. And so they are looking for a way to help pave up those roads, and this is the solution that they come to. Now, they are not the only city in the world talking about it. There are plenty of them that are thinking about it. Vatican City is another one that's talking about this uh, to try to get people to pay money to get into the particular area. Uh, plus, other cities around the world are talking about it. What? That's it's the equivalent of ten dollars, really. It's ten euros, which is like ten dollars and twenty nine cents in American money right now. Um, so I ask you, Big J, would that impact? Like, if they charged you ten dollars a head to get into Belize, would you go? Yeah. Or are I mean, you at that point bucks. where you're like, yeah, I'm already, I'm already doing it. This is part of the deal. Yeah, I mean, you're already paying like uh, probably a hotel tax, etc. There's all kinds of stuff that you end up paying. You don't realize it's going to happen. So yeah, ten bucks, no big deal. Uh, so that is something that they're talking about doing. Uh, by the way, overnight hotel guests are exempt. Uh, they're paying what's called a tourist tax as it is. Yeah. They're talking about people that are kind of coming in and coming out of town, if you will, or make, making it part of their journey as they are touring Europe, whatever the case may be. So keep that in mind. If you want to go to Venice, it's going to cost you a couple extra bucks. Minnesota Twins pulled off the first 8-5 triple play ever, meaning from the center fielder to the third baseman in Major League Baseball history. They won 6-3 over the Chicago White Sox yesterday. Uh, it was pretty impressive, man. Chicago runners are on first and second in the bottom of the seventh. A.J. Pollock hit a fly ball that center fielder Brian Buxton caught at the wall for the first out. He then threw to third baseman Gio Urshela, who tagged uh, Moncada out as he returned to second before stepping on the bag to retire Adam Engel. Boom, triple play. It's never happened before in that way in Major League Baseball history. So a little bit of history on the 4th of July in baseball as well. Believe it or not, Big J, we are getting a Frasier revival. Uh, the Kelsey Grimer was talking a little bit about what's happening with it. Uh, they plan apparently to start filming 
in October. He says that he's seen the first script and he really, really likes it. Uh, and he thinks that fans are going to like it as well. So where this goes, how this picks up, what happens to it, I do not know. Probably it'll be on Peacock for sure. I can't imagine NBC Peacock. gave up the rights to Frasier as successful as that show was. So it's coming soon to a TV near you. Are you interested, Big J? Sure, why not, man? I, I enjoyed Frasier. This is another one of those shows that, uh, while I understand the lexicon of it, I don't think I've watched a full episode of Frasier. I've seen plenty of scenes and stuff, like I'm familiar with the dog. I know uh, his dad was fantastic in it, and I know the characters' names and stuff and what he did. But I, it was just, uh, it was one of those times where it was on TV, like when I was working like a ridiculous amount of hours to get by. And so I didn't really pay much attention to it. Like the only show at that particular time frame that I made time for, that I carved out time for, was Seinfeld. And I know it was on around the same time, but once, like, I didn't, that's why I didn't pay attention to Friends either when it was on, like, before Seinfeld. It was just one of those deals where I didn't have a whole lot of time. And so Frasier just was out of my wheelhouse, I suppose. But I've heard good things. So you're interested in the reboot? Yeah. Uh, favorite episode of Frasier, go. I mean, I don't. I think oh. there is a favorite episode. For you or just in general? I, and for me, yeah. It's not like I, I religiously followed it like I would Seinfeld. Okay. I, I was wondering if it was like not necessarily on that par, but you know, Seinfeld has a, like if I said names of iconic Seinfeld moments, you could rattle off probably 20 without, you know, taking a breath. But Frasier, I'm trying to think of like a signature thing and it just was a, I mean, listen, it won a ton of awards. It was a really good show for a really long time. So it's not a surprise they're going back to the well. I'll put it that way. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Headed over to Scotland for today's We're Going to Hell story. Any nice. Scottish brogue you want to pull on the good people? Brogues. No, I don't, I don't have any. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what a Scottish brogue is? No. That's what their accent's called, buddy. Uh, but if you are not familiar, maybe you should be, that uh, we live in a world now where... Uh, drinking and driving should not be a thing. There are a lot of different options for you as we talk about all the time. There's Ubers, there's Lyfts, there's, you know, phone calls you can make. There's all sorts of different apps you can use to actually help you out to make sure you get from point A to point B safely and securely and you don't endanger yourself or others in the process. It's a fantastic thing to do and therefore we think you should take advantage of it. But still, there are people that do. And just know that if you don't get caught, maybe something you are driving will rat you out. As a Scottish finance executive had a little too much to drink and, sure enough, Big J got into a fender bender in his new Mercedes with a lamppost. Thank goodness, single car accident, nobody was hurt, but the finance executive was like, oh man, I don't want to, you know, get in trouble for this. This seems like a really bad thing for my career. I know, I'll bail and say that my car was stolen, right? Yeah, perfectly good idea. And because nobody was around to see it happen, he assumed he wouldn't get busted for drunk driving, but he was wrong because as it turns out, Big J, uh, all Mercedes knew and offered out there equipped with an onboard computer system that not only he log has to log into in order to drive, but also suspected that the car had gotten into an accident, so automatically notified 911 and the police to report it in case, you know, the driver was seriously injured, could not make that call himself, and then sent the GPS coordinates. So within a matter of minutes, 
of him crashing his vehicle, police were on the scene, responded to the exact location. They found the badly damaged car, as well as the driver intoxicated trying to get away from the scene of the accident. You know, kind of trying to get away with his dastardly plan. Uh, cops say the man told him, quote, I'm not a drunk driver, but obviously I am. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> so uh, he was arrested and charged with being unfit to drive a car, which is basically what they call DUI over there in Scotland. Unfit. And so not a great plan, but also know that, listen, with the advance of technology, you can't get away with bleep like that anymore, man. That's it, great, though. It is a very good thing. But what I'm saying is, you know, you got to understand that you're driving a narc. And so keep that in mind as well. Another reason for you Listen, not to drink a drive. Everything around you technology-wise is a narc. That is correct. So we are getting to a point now where, you know, everything is loginable. Everything has got its own profile, even your vehicles that you drive. So you can't claim your car was stolen when you had to log in to drive it. And you can't get away with, uh, you know, leaving the scene of an accident when your GPS coordinates are dialed into the police station the second you get into an incident. So... Try to be good. Try to do the right thing. Don't drink and drive, and none of this you have to worry about. You see? Most of us will never have to worry about this situation. But there are some people that try to cut some corners and get away with it, Big J. But no, that aggression will not stand. It will not stand. Technology is now working against you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. It is, of course, July the 5th. Hopefully everybody had a safe and happy or as happy as it could be 4th of July yesterday, celebrating with friends, family, or whatever you decided to do. But I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had. Of course, uh, there were a lot of celebrations having last night, and I don't know if it's just me getting old or it's me knowing that I had to get up at the before the sun gets up kind of time because of my job. But was it me or did it seem like things went extra late last night as far as your neighborhood in celebrating the 4th of July? Or were you so out of it that it did not matter at any Yeah, point? I was like, uh... So you weren't able to be privy to the... I'm sure you weren't out there in the lawn celebrating or watching no. the fireworks, right? No, not this year. Yeah. So uh, you were, I well, it, maybe again, it, it was it was a my situation. But judging from what I've seen on social media, at least this morning, I wasn't the only one faced with that particular issue. And that is uh, setting off fireworks ridiculously late. Now, I, I understand that I am definitely pro fireworks. I get what's going on. I want you to go out and I want you to have a good time. But Thanks, I man. feel like there needs to be some sort of respectability cutoff where you go from celebrating to just being at a obnoxious a-hole and I, I i understand that it gets darker later which means if you want to have the full fireworks effect you're gonna have to wait until like i don't know 10 o'clock or so to start so i am willing to give you until 11 and i'll even give you this buffer of 11 30 if you want to get crazy because but i was in my bed at 11 50 last night while the fireworks were still going hard and heavy it seemed like it was right outside my window but it certainly was not uh, but there were fireworks going on at 12.30, 12.45, 1 o'clock. I know because they woke me up. 
And I, I was just like, man, like, I, I don't understand that angle of things. Like, I, I, if you want to spend your money on fireworks and you want to set them off in your yard and you want to have fun with the kids, that's fantastic. I'm all for it, man. Enjoy yourself. Uh, hell, I'll take the kids out and enjoy it, too. But at some point, those kids have to go inside and go to bed. And at some point, it stops being about the kids and the family and the celebration. And it starts just being obnoxious no, and crazy. No, Nick, what it is. It's that drunk friend who's super obnoxious when they're drunk and no matter how much they've had, refuses to pass out. Just pass out. Yeah. End Call things. it a night. Call it a yeah. night, man. Turn in. Now, just it's and then, then you it's just like and then it almost wedges like something in between your friendship because it's like obnoxious. It's so bad. That's the real world version of that for fireworks. And, and again, I don't know if it's just a new set or something, but usually, you know, I, I don't have a problem like hearing little poppy, like Rice crispy fireworks going off and, you know, people having fun. But like the mortars oh, were dropping God. last night, man. I mean, they were they were bringing out the big guns. And again, it was happening at like 1150, 1215. Yeah. And they were coming in bursts. And I was just like, man, it seems relentless this year. And I'm not sure why, but also, again, uh, there's a point where that becomes inconsiderate to uh, families, to pets, to small children, to families that have those things. I mean, and also keep in mind, it's also a Monday night. Like, I'll even give you that that buffer of 12, 1230 on like a Saturday. I won't bitch and complain about it. But like when it's a Monday night, it's like guys, like take the foot off the pedal at like eleven thirty. You had like two hours to fire this stuff off. No, you had you had Saturday and Sunday. Oh, and they did, by the way. Yeah. And yes, there absolutely was fireworks Saturday yeah, and Sunday. Old. I feel like we're old dudes complaining at this point, but... But it also feels like it was worse this year, because again, I don't have a problem with all this stuff usually, but it seemed egregious this year, and I don't know why. Yeah, with all the fireworks, inflation my ass... (laughs) Right. I mean, like, uh, how do you all you people afford all and this I don't stuff? know about you, but as I was driving in this morning, I was looking through my neighborhood and everybody had like the firework piles outside. I'm like, well, that's where all the noise is coming from. But it's like, yeah, that was a lot of money we were uh, jacking out there on, on fireworks. But hey, listen, man, I want you to have a good time. I just want you to have a good time at a reasonable hour. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. And I'm not even saying you have to stop at like 10 o'clock. I mean, go, go until 1130. I will concede. That. I say till midnight. I mean, but I would say till midnight if it's not on a weeknight. You know what I mean? Because there is stuff to do the following day. And so, uh, you know, if you want to have yourself fun or you want to move everything to, like, the celebrations on Saturday or Sunday, then, yeah, I'll concede midnight. And even then, I probably would complain about it. But, yeah, I was up at 1230 and, like, a quarter to one because of the stuff that was going on. And I could fall right back asleep, but I can't imagine, you know, I've had small children. I have a child that does not do well with fireworks. You know, he's nonverbal autistic. We've got noise-canceling headphones, thank goodness. So that helps, but it doesn't completely stop it. But if you think there was sleep over the course of this weekend, you're crazy. And I can't even imagine how bad last night was. So you have to understand, and I know you don't take that stuff into consideration. I know it's not your problem, but I'm just saying it seemed really really late last night for some reason to me but uh, listen man uh, i hope you woke up not too hungover and you enjoyed the fireworks i suppose that's what it's all about. and hopefully with all your fingers yes exactly morning after with nick and big j coming up in a few minutes your important stuff plus some pop culture smackdown on the morning after with nick and big j we are at a weird moment in our 
our history, I think. Whereas, think? yeah, we've reached a point where it's like, I don't know, maybe it was like peak like six years ago, but it feels like for the last, I don't know, better part of a decade, we've reached a point where uh, we are in, I don't care what you tell me to do, I'm not going to do it just because you're telling me to do it mode, if that makes sense. It doesn't matter how minor the inconvenience or how major the inconvenience. If somebody tells us that we have to do something, we will put our feet in the sand and say absolutely 100% not. No! And yeah, exactly. Arms folded, temper tantrum in full regalia, and we're just like, no, because you told me I have to do it. I know uh, you're not the boss yeah. of me, even when you are the boss of me. Yeah, America is one giant carrot. <laughs> With our middle fingers in the air, for yeah. sure. And, uh, and it's an interesting review that came out courtesy of the Harvard Business Magazine. They did a study for the last six years about monitoring employees at work. Those that, you know, have employees that are remote, uh, you know, working or working in the office that have their work monitored and they're keeping, getting kept track of to make sure, I don't know, let's say you work remotely from home and you have to make a certain amount of calls per day. And so you're monitored on your calls to make sure you're actually at your station doing that kind of stuff, you understand? And what the Harvard Business Review found was... People that are monitored like that, employees that are monitored electronically or otherwise, and they're told so, it doesn't matter if they're told or not, they're way more likely to take unimproved breaks, they're way more likely to disregard instructions, damage workplace property, steal office equipment, and purposely work at a slower pace because they know they're being monitored and they don't like it. Period. <laughs> so if you want to yeah. make your workforce terrible, tell them that you're keeping an eye on their work. Researchers concluded that even when workers were monitored, they still had a chance to mess around more often than employees that aren't, do less work, less productivity, etc. So it's like you're better off just going, here's the keys, go, than you are to go, hey, here's how you do something. By the way, we just want to make sure you're doing what we're paying you to do, so we're going to keep an eye on you. At that point, we enter FU mode, and then we start basically slacking off as much as we possibly can to make sure that our employers are, I don't know. And then we go out of our way to trick them to make them think that we're working when we're actually not. It's actually pretty impressive if you think about it. Well, nobody likes to be micromanaged. Uh, no, but there's a difference between that. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that, that in some cases these things are, you know, ridiculous and you don't need to be monitored 24-7 to, you know, all that kind of stuff to make sure and babysat you're right. But there is a point where it's like, yeah, but when does that turn into vitriol and why do we and the other part that they found was even if they've never done it before they'll go out of their way to, to to slack off and do damaging things at their job because they're that unhappy like when does that affect your morals and your ethics and your personality is really where it becomes an interesting line to draw yeah where, where do you go from, I'm I'm a perfectly respectable person that does my job without being asked to, now they're making sure I'm doing my job, you know what, F you, I'm not going to do it anymore. Or as well as I was. It's F you, I line. won't do what you tell yeah, me. That's exactly it. We're all raging against the machine at this point, but stick to rock. Hey, uh, Joy Chestnut won the famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest for a 50 that, time yesterday. That's the only sports news. It's people. really, well, it's the 4th of July. It's the way it works. I it's know. that or baseball. And I know at least you're interested in people shoving things down their throat. 
uh, judging from your internet history. Getting down 63 hot dogs and buns in the actual time that was allowed, so congratulations to him. And then Miki Sudo on the women's side of the ledger ended up winning after taking the year off yesterday because she had a baby. She was back and won by eating 40 hot dogs. Uh, So it was a pretty big deal. I still can't watch it because it grosses me out. I don't know what I mean. Like, I don't. None of that looks enjoyable. It doesn't look fun. I don't find it appetizing. It doesn't make me want to try a hot dog. It just makes me want to change the channel or click on whatever I don't have to click on anymore to not see somebody shoving a whole hot dog down their throat. But uh, to those of you that enjoyed it, hopefully it was as fun as you wanted it to be. Big J, if it's up to Leona Flowers, they have found their next James Bond. You are our James Bond expert. I ask you, no. How say you about Miles Teller being James Bond? No. Uh, because Leona Flowers, of course, is uh, Miles Teller's grandmother, and she is now on a mission to make her grandson the next James Bond. How come you don't like it, man? He's not British. Is that what it is? Well, I'll go with Burt Reynolds here, and it's crazy. We crazy for an American to play James Bond. Uh, I feel like, well, listen, I mean, you know, British people can act know, like they're Americans and vice versa. I, I understand, but I do understand what you're saying. I, I, and this may be a hot take, I don't know, man, but I just don't think he has the charisma to pull it off. I, I really don't. Well, I think he proved with, so you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick yet. No, but I've seen he some has, stuff he's in. He's got more charisma because I was right there with you, and uh, he was very impressive. He was great in, in Top Gun Maverick. I, I will say this. I, I can see him being very good in a supporting role. No doubt about it. I think he was fantastic in Whiplash. I bet you he's great in Maverick, but I've seen him now in things where he's like the lead dog, and that is the offer I've watched on Paramount+. Plus. I've watched that awful Spiderhead movie on Netflix, and all all of it, I'm like, I just don't think he can carry something. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, the Fantastic Four movie is another example where he was Reed Richards. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with him. I, I think he's a talented dude, but I also think he's probably best as the guy that you don't have to rely on to carry something. Mm. And uh, with James Bond, you have to carry that movie. Yeah. That has to be you. And I don't think he's got the chops to pull that off. But uh, her, his grandma's not giving up. And uh, I don't think he's got a puncher's chance, but we will see. Who knows? Uh, But he certainly has the box office, you know, credit to make sure that that happens, at least these days. If you're looking for somebody young, Miles Teller is a bankable star. We'll see if it works out. But uh, he's not pressing for it. Agent isn't pressing for it. It's not. He's not even on the short list, the rumored short list anyway. But Grammy wants him to get the job. So why not? After with Nick and Big J. Oh, hey, Floater is going to be at the Knitting Factory this uh, Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the 9th at uh, the Knitting Factory. A great band, an amazing show. You're not going to want to miss this one. We'll get you set up with these tickets if you can beat Nick and Pop Culture Smackdown. Go check out this show. You can do so for free, 208-287-1003. If you would like to play Pop Culture Smackdown, that's the game. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Good morning. How you guys doing after the 4th of July? We're hanging in there, buddy. What's your name? Michael. All right, you're up first, man. Good luck. Hey, Michael, in what city was the sitcom Cheers set? Uh, Boston. Boston is correct. Nick, in what city was the sitcom Frasier set? Uh, That was set in Seattle. See, look, you watched plenty of Frasier. It's like I said, I picked up some things. Uh, which basketball player starred was the was the main star along with Bugs Bunny in Space Jam? Shaquille O'Neal. Oh no! Wrong. That 
is incorrect, Mike. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. Hello, the X. Although you're talking about the first one or the new one? The first one. Okay. Uh, hello, the Space X. Jam Two. Hello, are you okay? Huh? huh? Hi. Hi. Hey, which basketball player starred along with Bugs Bunny in the first Space Jam? Bugs Bunny. I didn't understand. Yeah, we didn't understand it. Say that again. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is correct. Uh, Let's see here, Nick. This actor had a pretty incredible resume, which included roles in the Men in Black franchise, the Law and Order franchise, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The actor. Yes. Is in Law and Order. What was the first one? Uh, Men in Black Black franchise. Uh Uh-huh. The Law and Order franchise and Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's pretty incredible. Um, let's see. Uh, he clearly isn't the st- one of the stars of Men in Black um, because that wouldn't be the deal. Or are you? Maybe it's the new one that you're talking about. Um, because uh, he was in Men in Black International. I'll say Chris Hemsworth. Oh man, no, wrong. But uh, I couldn't think I, of the I, one I like order the way- to tie in. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Right. That's right. Oh, okay. Uh, he, not necessarily in the MCU yet, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's canon. Well, yeah, but that's not, I mean, it, it, cinematic by definition means movies. Well, I'll tell that been, to the Hawkeye TV series. Uh, I will. Uh, and I'll tell it to Daredevil, too, if you give me the chance. Hey, congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with floater tickets. Please hold on one second, and we will make sure that you're set and good to go. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some headlines are coming up next on the X Rocks. <laughs> It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Snake River Stampede. It's back. The 107th Snake River Stampede Rodeo, July 19th through the 23rd at the Ford Idaho Center. It's the world's finest cowboys and cowgirls. They'll compete at one of the oldest and most prestigious rodeos out there. Check it out for yourself in person. Tickets available now at ictickets.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. I'll take business ethics. Aw, you guys, and oh, hello. Aw, you guys. Firefighters responded to a Walmart store in Tennessee to rescue a kitten that they heard meowing from inside a Pepsi vending machine. Big J. Jesus. The city of Morristown said in a Facebook post that employees at the Walmart store contacted the fire department when they heard the kitten crying from inside the Pepsi vending machine. Crews could hear them crying, so they unplugged the machine, removed the cover, but still couldn't see the kitten. The firefighters were able to find another opening in the machine and made visual contact with the fed and feline. They were uh, able to pretty much figure out that n- nobody like stuffed the cat in the vending machine. Thank right. goodness, it just crawled up in there. They just were a dumb, a- curious cat. Able to coax the cat to safety, and it has a good ending. Big J. The kitten was adopted by the employee who heard the cat's cries and called the fire department. Aww. See, you know, Aww. everything's gonna be okay. For the next three seconds. I'll take business ethics or oh, hello. I'll take business ethics. Hopefully you enjoyed the Billy Madison reference. A Chilean worker was accidentally paid about $180,000 in one paycheck when he was actually owed about $500. That's called a clerical error, Big J. Hmm. And uh, in what would you do fashion, this dude bailed on town. He just left without a trace. He took the money and he ran. The unnamed employee worked as a dispatch assistant for the company, and after receiving a substantial sum in his pay on May 30th, 
His manager notified him of the error and asked him that he return the excess money. That is the last they have ever heard of this guy. He has left town, left the job, and they do not know where he is. Uh, so it's one of those, you know, what would you do situations? And uh, a lot of us say we take the high road. And, of course, you'd return it. But uh, I think it probably depends on your situation, right? Yeah. I mean, if that happens and you don't have, like, a family or anything, you're probably just taking the money and rolling away. And that's what this guy did in Chile. So uh, goes to show companies, hey, check those uh, books twice before you just cut checks, all right? Because you never know when somebody's going to take off with $180,000 of your money because you made a mistake. And we'll wrap it up with, oh, hello. A Pennsylvania woman took a nap on her couch, but when she woke up, Big J, that's when things got weird because when she woke up, she realized she wasn't the only person on her couch. Oh. Terry Fisher was shocked to find a strange woman was sleeping right next to her on her very couch. When she woke up and freaked out, the woman explained that her grandmother used to live in that house, so she uh, thought that it was okay to just let herself back in through an unlocked door and catch some Z's next to the sofa. Which, okay, maybe you could go, uh, all right, if you didn't know your grandma was dead, okay, but you saw me sleeping here, right? And you curled up right next to me and just slept right here on my couch. That's weird. So Fisher Paul called the police and they identified the unidentified guest as Kelly Bridger. Uh, the police note she was absolutely hammered and insisted that she was allowed to be there because her grandma once lived there. That does not give you, or does that give you? Okay to be in somebody else's no, house. If somebody no, no, they no. knew once lived there. Okay, good. No. She was arrested and charged with trespassing. So that is officially not cool to do in case you were thinking about it. Now you know. We're teaching you lessons here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on a lot of things. What's the trick? That's the latest from Jack White. What's the trick here on the morning after with Nick and Big J? And it sounds like a couple of things are teaming up, right, Big J? Yeah, and it's not great news, Nick. Oh, no. Uh, if you ask me, anyways, because my idea of a delicious beverage uh, wouldn't be something that uh, replicates what I would consider a Fourth of July belch hot dog and beer. <laughs> okay. Because the Fort Worth, Texas brewery has taken hard seltzer to a place you wouldn't expect. Uh, Martin House Brewing Company will unleash awesome sauce bun length, a 5.2% hard seltzer made with leftover water from 52 pounds of boiled frankfurters. Hot dog water is a beverage now to drink? Yeah. No. Yeah, the brewery says the seltzer tastes just like a boozy hot dog. Oh, God. Uh, like oh. I said, it tastes. It sounds like it'll taste like a hot dog belch. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Why would they do that? You're right. Some things don't need to be done. Like, I know everything's got a particular flavor, but gross things don't need to be made into a beverage. Now, uh, they may have done it for a special reason. Bung length will be officially unveiled as part of Glizzy Fest, a five-hour celebration of hot dogs July 16th in the backyard of the brewery. Listen, that's all fine, too. But still, like, celebrate hot dogs all you want, but don't be making people drink hot dog water liquor. That doesn't seem like it's anything that could be possibly labeled as enjoyable. Like, I mean, you know, it just it does not seem like it would be anything appetizing whatsoever. 
Nothing. Yeah, great, a great Limp Bizkit album, but not necessarily a <laughs> right. uh, 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 beverage to be drinking. Uh, because, you know, it's rare, first of all, that I'm trying to figure out what flavor that could even possibly have. It can't be I'm good. I'm telling you, it's got to be just like if you had a couple hot dogs and you had a beer and you belched on 4th of July. That's what that would taste like. Like, even hot dog flavored things, period doesn't seem appetizing to me at all. Like, hot dogs by themselves, for some reason, they've captured this weird kind of perfect thing that, that can go down well if you're a fan of that particular thing. I don't love, love hot dogs, but every once in a while, it's a perfect food. There's nothing wrong with yeah. it. But, like, I can't imagine that particular flavor in any other thing that would be considered appetizing. But also, hot dogs, you know, they're not... Just by themselves. Like, you know what I mean? Unless you get something special, it's, it's right. about the topping. Right, you're absolutely correct. Like, I mean, it, to me, I'd rather give me a bratwurst or a Polish sausage or an Italian sausage. Yeah. Something else that's got a little bit of flavor <laughs> to it. Something but. that we're like, like, we know where it came from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like I said, there's nothing exactly wrong with it. I just don't want to replicate that flavor in any other thing, whether I'm eating it or drinking it, really. Yeah, I mean, what's next? Like, uh, well, we'll just boil up some, some hamburger. Yeah, I know. And take that water and use it to make a disgusting beer or seltzer. And, I, you know, again, I, it's something else if, like, you're using it for, I mean, even this is ridiculous, but, like, if you're using it as stock for something and you're making something else in it, that, I suppose, is defensible. But you're turning this into something that is just meant to be drank. And that seems wrong and cruel to be perfectly honest. So, listen, I hope you all have a terrible time at this hot dog festival, and I hope that this uh, beverage is awful. And uh, this brewery, as much as I love uh, small breweries and uh, the creativity that's involved in it, uh, may it may it uh, forever strike this from their menu. This does not seem like a good thing. Now, I will be the first to admit also that I have had plenty of different concoctions at different breweries where I said, really, is that going to go together? That, that it does, and I'm very pleasantly surprised. But I will also say, None of those elements were savory. <laughs> I've never had a savory beverage that I was like, hey, that's good. I, I've always thought that's a weird kind of mishmash of flavors or floral kind of arrangements or whatever. And it ends up being decent, but nothing like where you think you could chew on it. I don't think yeah. it's a good idea. No, thank you. Hard pass. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will give you a chance to win something from us with a little thing called Bad Impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. <laughs> With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X. And Brad, bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have tickets to Floater happening Saturday at the Knitting Factory. Going to be a great show. You just need to figure out bad impressions here for you to get them. 208-287-1003. Always our phone number. Right now we're playing bad impressions, which means Big J has three clues for you. Each one of those clues points to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, tickets to Floater are yours for Saturday. It's going to be a good time. Hello, the X. Hello, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jesus. All right, Jesus, you're up first. Good luck. I was so good at playing basketball, I retired early to go play AAA baseball. Michael Jordan. There you go, man. Oh, the second time Michael Jordan comes up today. Congratulations, Jesus. Hang on one second. What were clues two and three for fun? Uh, my championship career play as a player, 6-0, and oh, baby. And my championship record as an owner, zero. <laughs> and why is Michael Jordan in the news? Uh, hey, good news for those of you who enjoy yourself. Uh, a little bit of uh, action in the 
NBA 2K version, 2K23. It's the Michael Jordan edition, baby. And uh, Michael will be on the cover. Also returning will be, I guess, uh, the Michael Jordan challenges, which uh, must have been uh, part of uh, a previous installment. Yeah, the, he was on the cover, I want to say, like uh, 10 years ago or so after he retired the first time. And they did like a whole like career retrospective where you could do some challenges. And it sounds like they're bringing it back for this version, huh? Yep, exactly. And it looks pretty badass. Uh, yeah, I mean, 2K is very popular. I, I bought the last two versions of it, and I'm freaking terrible at it. I, I'm trying to get better at it, but it's a fairly uh, difficult process to go through and learn how to improve in that particular game. At least I have found it to be the case. Uh, but uh, I know that there are certainly a lot of players that enjoy it very, very much. It's one of the better games... Listen, it's a good to have competing stuff out there. Not everything EA, I guess, is my point. Right, yeah. And uh, and I do like, I think, the, the model they put together and the system is very good. And there are people that obviously don't have the struggles that I do. But uh, I am excited to see Michael Jordan in a video game again because he was amazing and fun to play with. So why not uh, take it to another level, right? Absolutely. When does it come out? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, it uh, comes out... Uh, I gotta stop asking you yeah, questions. Yeah, don't ask follow-up questions. <laughs> I will give you the information you but need to know. But the details of how you can get your hands yeah. on this particular thing, I people would think... can look that stuff up on their own. They don't need it from you. <laughs> All right. uh, they're certainly not getting it from any of us. It'd be nice if they actually included that information where I got the information <laughs> from. Uh, there's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show. September night. There you go. Uh, the X Rock. <laughs> As corn worst is on its way here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap up the show for this Tuesday. Hopefully it was a decent return to action for you after a 4th of July weekend that hopefully enjoyed a little bit of fun time with you and the family. We had a chance to talk a little bit about the fireworks today. We also had a chance to give away some floater tickets that will continue tomorrow. And Big J will watch a movie called House of Gucci tonight and review it for you tomorrow around 6.50, so you're going to want to tune in for that, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Hey, man, you're familiar with the term meat sweats? I am. Well, thanks to Arby's and Old Spice, who've teamed up. Uh, they're bringing meat sweats uh, right to the front uh, of the line of awesomeness. Uh, they have created a, a meat sweat defense kit, uh, Nick, that features a roast beef pattern, meat sweat, sweatshirt, and sweatpants, co-branded towel, sweatband, and an Old Spice meat sweat defense dry sprays and meat sweat defense deodorant. And they have a commercial, Nick, that stars our buddy Isaiah Mustafa. Makes sense. They're bringing it back, huh? Yes, you can see the commercial, which is hilarious, in the Morning After Facebook page. Uh, maybe you should wash it down with a little bit of the hot dog water seltzer. Yeah, I mean, that's all a meaty, meaty meat situation. Uh, these are uh, seem to be a running theme with fast food places where they put out like a line of clothes or something revolving around a product. Have you ever purchased one no, of these things? No, no. Uh, you purchased one for me. Yeah. You bought me a McRib t-shirt. Yeah, well, that's because you love McRibs. I do. Uh, but uh, I don't think I've ever purchased any of these myself as well. Yeah, but what a team up. I mean, Arby's legendary social media. Yes. And then uh, Old Spice, legendary commercials that just make no damn sense. Uh, perfect to me. 
Uh, and uh, it is available for you to check out on the Morning After Facebook page, so do exactly that. That is it for us. Jason Drew is swinging in here next. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by the Snake River Stampede. Get amped up at the Snake River Stampede. Join the watch party before it turns into the after party each night in the amphitheater. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.